Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcasts. We're so glad you're here. And I just want to say, especially to all the mothers out there, man, like, I know it can be hard sometimes, especially me as a son, um, growing up as a teenager. And, you know, we get into <laughs> that age and that time where we feel like we know it all. And um, we, we act like we're not listening to what you guys have to say. But there was there's so many times I can I can remember growing up, especially when it came to singing. I mean, my mom was the one who um, got me to start singing and um, singing on a stage. I mean, I would only sing to myself in a room sometimes and. Mm-hmm. She used to come down there and she would give me these these pointers on how to sing and what to do and what not to do. And I, I wasn't receptive to it, like vocally. Mm. I would always be like, no, I'm not a singer. I, I don't want to hear that. Like, it's OK. Mm. I, I'm never going to I'm never going to do that. Like, it's I'm just going to like play instruments and whatnot. And she's like, OK. And she would walk away. And then I would put in the work and practice yeah. the things she told me. And wow. um, I think that's something you see in a lot of teenage sons and, uh, and boys yeah. out there. So I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. please, please stay strong, be patient, love them, even yeah. when they uh, when they're shying away from when you want to give them a kiss or hug them. And um, I just remember <laughs> um, my mom is um, she she's done a lot. Hey, guys, you're listening to the voice of Thunderstorm Artis, a name you might know if you happen to tune into this last season of The Voice on NBC. But in case you didn't, and just for a treat, here is a short clip from the blind audition where Thunderstorm got a four chair turn. This is right off NBC, The Voice's Instagram feed. Here's just a quick teaser. seriously get goosebumps every time I listen to that. And my family has listened to that song 
more times than I can count. Levi sings that song in the shower. All of the performances Thunderstorm did on The Voice this season were incredible. And I will definitely link to that very um, blind audition of Blackbird in my show notes. So be sure to hop over to monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode number 58 and you can listen to it and watch it there. It was so incredible. But you guys, I this is just a dream come true for me to have Thunderstorm join us. I'm so thankful he could take the time because not only is he an incredible musician, but he is such a fine young man. Thunderstorm grew up here on the North Shore of Oahu. He was involved in youth group with my sons. We got to know him and some of his siblings, and you'll hear more about that in our conversation, but he is such a young man of character. I really appreciate him, and when you hear his message to moms, I mean, what an encouragement to those of you raising up young boys, boy, teenage boys. Thunder has uh, such a word of encouragement to the moms out there, and just to know that one day your son will be a 24-year-old young man and and that he'll have that opportunity to recognize and appreciate all that you do for him and he'll rise up and call you blessed. Oh my goodness, such a, a word that many of us need to hear when we're in the trenches, when we're in the thick of it. So I appreciate what Thunder had to share. I wanted to ask him about his experience on The Voice. It's a fun story about meeting and marrying his wife, Faith, which is an incredible story. I hadn't even heard it until this interview. You're going to love that. And then I also wanted Thunder to just share some nuggets he gained from his parents who I knew were incredible people. Uh, He lost his dad when he was just 13 to a heart attack. And so it was uh, really neat to be able to hear some of the wisdom, some of the lessons that Thunder has gained from both of his parents and just his appreciation for them. So this this episode is just packed. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And then at the end, I also got to ask Thunder a little bit about his perspective on the racial tensions in the world right now in our country and uh, his perspective growing up here on Oahu, where it's a little bit different being on an island, but now he lives in Oregon. And so I really appreciated what he had to say to that and um, was thankful that he could speak into that at this time as well. So guys, I want to hop into that interview, but I have to stop and say one more thing, and that is this podcast just had a birthday. We just had a one-year anniversary of the Boy Mom podcast last week, but it was in the middle of all the things going on, and it just didn't feel like a time that I could stop and celebrate or make a big deal about it. However, I don't want it to go by unnoticed because the truth is, you guys, this is all about you. Thanks to you, this podcast has grown. More people have found it. It's become the community that it is. So I just want to take a quick second to stop and say thank you. Yes, happy birthday, Boy Mom Podcast, but thanks to all of you for being a part of it. I have so enjoyed growing here and just getting to know so many of you. So thank you. Thank you. And if you want to help me celebrate, one thing you can do, hey, if you haven't left a rating or review, hit pause scroll down on your phone, hit those five stars, or maybe leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. That would be a great birthday present. And if you've already done that, or in addition to doing that, can you just tell a friend or two about the podcast? Maybe take a screenshot, put it on social media. Um, Anytime you do, make sure to tag me at Monica Swanson underscore. I appreciate that. I see them and I almost always reshare them. And so just want to thank you guys. And, um, want to take that moment to celebrate before we dive in. So guys, without further ado, I know you're going to love this episode. Can't wait to share it with you. Here's Thunderstorm and I talking about all kinds of things. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Thunder, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. How are you doing, Monica? I'm good. It's so much fun to have you on here. My boys are jealous. They want to be chatting with you, but thanks for taking time to be with us. Oh, no, man, it's such a pleasure, man. It's, it's always cool to be able to retouch with everyone back home in Hawaii. I can't wait to come back and see you all. 
I know. And and you're in Oregon right now, right? Yes, correct. I'm out here in Beaverton, Oregon right now. Me and my wife are settling it down and just working on building a foundation and, and getting stuff ready for the rest of this year. Woohoo! Well, I just am so excited after sharing about our, our love for you and just how much we believed in you throughout the season of The Voice this year. I'm so thankful that you would take the time to just chat with us. I know you have so much to share beyond your music. So before <laughs> I jump in and ask you a bunch of questions, can you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background? Oh, of course, of course. Um, so most folks wonder, they hear my name, Thunderstorm Artis, and they wonder if that's my real name. In fact, it is. I come from a family of 11 kids. We grew up on the North Shore of Oahu in this town called Haleiwa. Um, and six boys, five girls, and about five of us have very unique names. Um, and it's just a really cool. I grew up with my both my parents. They taught me everything I knew about music, about life, and about God. Um, and they just taught me the importance of what it looks like to be a good person. And so, um, like I said, I grew up in this little town and um, went through a lot of craziness, went through a lot of really highs and a lot of really lows. But through all of that, God was steadfast. And through all of that, so were my parents. And I think just all the things that they instilled in me have allowed me to be able to move forward in the life in the way that I have and accomplish mm. the things that I'm able to accomplish. So I'm extremely thankful for my parents. And so I'm, I'm stoked to be on this podcast and give some cool highlight to my mom and the work that she has put in. Um, and as I know, so many moms listening to this right now knows that how important that is. Um, mm. You mothers put so much work in day in and day out that no one sees. Um, and things that I would call a sacrifice, but you maybe would never call it a sacrifice. And um, it's just such a beauty. So I'm stoked to be here and to highlight my mom a little bit. Oh, I love that so much. And I'm hoping to one day get your mom to do an interview or at least chat about things because I'd love to hear her perspective. But that is that is just sweet. You're making some moms out there cry, I think, right now already. <laughs> so um, we're going to dive into some questions about your family and, and things your mom has taught you and both of your parents have taught you. But I'm going to just start by asking a few other questions just to fill people in. You said one of 11 siblings. Can you just say the names of each of your siblings for us? Because I love this. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, so, okay. yeah, the eldest is Stefani. Then there's Ron. And then there's Victor. And then Stefan. That's all the normal names right up front. And then right. <laughs> it goes on right. to... Uh, Praise Jesus, Spirit, and there's me, Thunderstorm, my younger brother, Martise, Kailua, American, and Artist. Um, each name has a very special different meaning to it, and you can talk to each and every one of us when we kind of tell the, the meaning behind it. It's really special and cool to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that, all the that, names of all 11 of us. <laughs> I, I love it. And it just must be kind of cool to be born with a name that like automatically, you're just like, it's the perfect superstar name. So you got to love that. <laughs> And you do some music with your oldest, your older brother, Ron, as well, right? Yeah, I have done a lot of music with Ron over the past um, and stuff like that. Ron has probably been the guy who really, really ignited the flame to kind of just mm. give me the opportunity to do stuff like The Voice. I mean, he took me under his wing when I was around 15, 16 years old and, and helped me just cultivate a style of music. And so me and Ron, now we live in the same state in Oregon, pretty much the same town in Beaverton. Um, so we get to do some things together. We're not doing as much as we did before just because we're both like growing our individual um, careers. But um, I couldn't be more happy to look close to him and see my nieces almost every other day. And her birthday's in a couple of days. So I get to go over to the house and see everyone. It's going to be really sweet. Yay. I love that. And, you know, as far as I try to remember when I first met you and your family, and I just remember seeing you guys performing here in Haleiwa 
when you were quite young, probably elementary school age. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I, I probably have told you at some point, but my story about your mom. So I saw you all performing just beautiful music. Anyone in town that could hear it would like just be gravitated towards your music and just stand and mm -hmm. listen. And then there's your mom. And she just walks up to me and pretty soon she's praying for us and she's asking about our family. <laughs> this is when I just had three boys and I'll never forget because she's like, so how many boys do you have? And I said, oh, three. And I was like, and you know, that's good. We're done. And she's like, oh no. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, there's going to be another one. And at that point I had no plans of having more kids. And so when I got pregnant with Levi, I, your mom was one of the first people I thought of. Cause I was like, she knew <laughs> she's, she, she called she yeah, yep, she did. And she prayed for me. And so she's just special to have a praying mom is, is pretty much one of the best things you can have in life, I think. So amen. Amen. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, my mom is such a special individual, man. She, um, yeah, just that heart to be able to see things like that, you know, and just pray yep. for people and pray over people. Like she doesn't need mm -hmm. anyone to go over and tell her, Hey, go pray for this person. Like no. she'll just, she'll just do it. And because she feels God is calling her. And, um, that's yep. something that's so special that I experienced growing up and super happy mm -hmm. to have in my life. Yeah, she's bold, bold for the Lord. I love it. And and so pretty much your whole family's musical. You grew up um, doing music as a family and um, your parents are both artists as well, right? Yes. Um, my dad's more your so dad, an artist than my, right. than my mom was. Um, right. But as far as music, yes, both of them were very, very serious into it. My mom sang opera and jazz since she was around 10 and my dad played pretty much mm -hmm. any instrument. And they both grew up in the music industry, but decided to kind of move away from all of that and Moved to Hale of Hawaii, and um, mm. yeah, and so that's pretty much how the story goes. But yeah, they're a completely musical family. I mean, all um, 11 children, we all play music all to different degrees, but I'm um, super thankful for all the lessons that our parents instilled into us because it was just really cool. I remember growing up in that little shop that you came to, mm -hmm. and we would play music there every day between 11, um, 11 to 5, that's what we did. And um, it was just cool growing up, and sometimes you can take for granted those things of your childhood and those yeah. memories, but now, like, thinking back now as as I'm 24 years old and like, I mean, when we moved there, I was around seven or six. Yeah. Just seeing how much has changed, how much we have grown. And um, we yeah. were together every single day, but now, you know, a lot of us, we live in different areas and we see each other every once in a while, but you know, you can kind of take for granted the time that you have with your family and your friends right. and it's really special. So um, yeah. I love that. Wow. Well, I know you guys are going to be bonded. Even if you are scattered around, you're going to always regroup and um, you have a special bond there for sure. Okay. So then um, can you just fill us in a little bit about your father and that part of your story to bring us up to speed? Yeah. So um, for most people who don't know, man, um, my dad, he was an amazing individual, man. Anyone who ever met him, just, you know, his, his presence would just like resonate around. But when I was, mm. when I was 13 years old, he passed away um, just surprisingly um, from a heart attack just in his sleep and whatnot. And so it just left my family just really devastated. It left me pretty devastated, but at the same time, it just made me really um, grow up really quick. Um, yeah. But I remember, I mean, to kind of really highlight my mom in this, man, I just remember like watching her and, you know, it's the hardest thing anyone could ever go through. But she collected herself and she looked and, and realized, man, that, you know, other than me, I was around 13 years old. My youngest sister was three. So my mom mm. was really just became a, a rock for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of the boys, we really stepped up to be a rock as well. And it was just yeah. cool to see. It was crazy to see a situation such as that. Our dad was our foundation. He was the center yeah. of our family. He was the glue that held us all together. And mm -hmm. through his passing, it made us all kind of really grow up and get stronger. And that's when I got into music a little more seriously and started singing just because right. uh, music was a cool place to implement um, that emotion and that pain. Yeah. But also um, that led me more to church. Like I grew up a Christian, but um 
that my father's passing led me to the doors of North Shore Christian Fellowship, which is a church mm-hmm. on the North Shore. Um, and um, at the time, Pastor Jason Simpson was there and he was the guy who brought me in. And I mean, since that day, man, it was crazy how like God doesn't cause bad things to happen in our life, but he he sure does redeem it for something amazing. And I think that's what he did. Um, through my father's passing, he redeemed it to just create us and, and grow us into something um, more than we could ever have been. So now it's crazy to think, man, it's been around 10 years since my dad has passed. And um, just looking mm-hmm. now at where all of us are right now, and um, mm-hmm. he really instilled so much into us and for the, yeah. re- for the purpose of us going out, for the purpose yeah. of us going out to create something special, for the purpose of us going out and, and bring some cool change to this world. And it's cool to see us beginning to really do that. I mean, me and my brother, Ron, and my other brother, Stevan, he's in Canada. I have a brother in L.A. And it's cool. <laughs> We're all kind of starting to migrate around and really just find out what it is that God is calling us to do and try to pursue that with everything we have. Oh, that is just so awesome. And then I know part of your time at North Shore Christian Fellowship was being involved in the youth ministry there. And um, and my boys have memories of you helping them learn to lead worship. And, you know, Jonah just remembers how kind and patient and, and gracious you were to him. <laughs> You're up there like you could do anything. And he's just kind of strumming along and you were just so good to him. So thank you again for your real mentorship and just being such an example to my boys. Wow. Yeah, that means a lot, Monica. Um, and yeah. I mean, it's really special because I remember when I first got into worship, I was actually meeting up. I don't know if you remember him. His name is Dylan Roper. He was um, oh, totally. when I first came into the church, um, first came into the youth group. Dylan uh, Roper was the worship leader. And um, he was the one who kind of passed the baton over to me. But when he did, the only person who was playing worship with me on youth group was Josiah. Um, he, uh. It was just me. It was me and my guitar. <laughs> and then Josiah with his keyboard. And we would lead worship I, for like pretty much like. A year straight, just us two, and then um, and then uh, some of the other youth kids started to step up, and then Jonah came in a couple <laughs> years later, and it was just it's really special just to see your son's heart for worship, um, and, yeah. and their passion. It's just such a real thing. I mean, yeah. Josiah, I mean his presence. I mean anyone who knows mm-hmm. Josiah, your son, man, his presence just speaks volumes, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's a reflection of just your and your husband's um, mm-hmm. parenting. And I I just want to um thank you guys for doing that because it was such a pleasure and an honor to be able to share. I mean, every Wednesday night with your kids, man, they were just such great people. Oh, I love that. We just found a picture of of one of the, um, it might have been an Easter or a Good Friday service, but all of you together. And I was like, look, our claim to fame. This was thunder. (laughs) (laughs) I love it all. Well, that is so much fun. Okay. And then you got to just now bring us up to speed. So um, everybody knows you just finished a season on The Voice. You made it to the final amazing even in the midst of the quarantine, it was just outstanding. And, you know, we, our family basically doesn't watch TV except for surfing and occasionally the news if there's something big on. But we became like completely obsessed. Like our weeks revolved around when, when is it Monday finally? When can we watch Thunder? <laughs> so we became big voice people. And I have to say, I so enjoyed like are all the all the people that you know the judges is that what we call them they were all amazing they're so much fun and just had such a just a neat chemistry between them Mm -hmm. is it as cool to be with them as it looks like or is that just what i see (laughs) yeah man you know they really make it fun for a 
opposition that could be really boring and straightforward and just have no energy. They really bring yeah. a, a really cool dynamic and they're really yeah. into it. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, okay, this is just, let me do this and get this out of the way. I think the coaches are really involved and really yeah. trying to create something really special. I mean, and what uh, they say, they mean, and uh, they yeah. think about every word. I mean, that was one of the highlights, I think, to working with John Legend. I just felt like that every word that he had to say was very deliberate. Um, yep. He didn't say anything he didn't mean. And I mean, yeah. it was just cool to experience that um, with coaches who are a certain level. I mean, those artists, I mean, you got Blake, Kelly, Nick, and John, and like, yeah. they just were just tremendous artists all on their own avenue, but they're yes. just amazing people as well. And so oh. it was it was such a blessing to be able to work with them, get to know them. You know, I, we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time because we were interrupted by the virus. But at mm -hmm. the same time, man, it was a blessing for the time that we got to spend in person and the time we got to spend through Zoom. Um, it's just, yeah, it was really cool. Oh. Definitely a highlight of my life so far. I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to keep pushing and growing to something else. Right. Okay. So what was like, if, I mean, was it so overwhelming that first time getting up on that stage? Like I couldn't even imagine you looked so relaxed <laughs> and so confident and you got the four chair turn and you know, Le our little Levi just turned 10. He pretty much every song you did in the whole season, Levi sings all the time. Like he gets in the shower and he's singing any of your songs. So we, oh, we all cool. were, yeah, but but what was it like to get up there? I just have to hear. Was it crazy, or were you? Oh okay? man, it was it was <laughs> on the outside that looked okay. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it was definitely crazy. It was probably one of the craziest performances I've ever done. Uh, I mean, especially the blind audition. Like, if I think about it, yeah. um, I've never done any sorts of music competitions or anything like that. Yeah. And so it was different. Um, because you know I've led worship for years. I've played shows for years. But it's it's never you're up there and someone's really critiquing and, and judging you right. on on what yeah. you're doing. Um, yeah. And so having four people, especially at their level of musicianship, just um, just there listening and they're they're picking out whatever things you do good or whatever things you yeah. do wrong. And and so I, I still remember, man, it's like, you know, you don't really get a lot of time beforehand to collect yourself and yeah. really kind of just get in the right mental space because it is sure. a show and everything is moving yeah. really fast. And um, yes. just having to walk up there on the stage and just looking out and um and kind of taking that breath to hit it. And like most artists were, weren't doing like a solo performance. Everyone was had the big band and stuff, but I yeah. was decided to just be up there go with my it. guitar and, and sing it, it and go for it. And so, um, yeah, man, just taking that breath and looking at it, it was really nerve wracking. Um, I think uh. for the first 15 seconds, I really had to just collect myself and I sing with my eyes closed. And um, mm -hmm. another thing that some people don't realize is that, you know, the big like sound you hear when like the chairs turn around, those sounds aren't being like played while we're there so okay. when someone turns around we have no idea so oh. it's like so Wait. for me like except for like if my eyes open and I see them it's like yeah. so so like my eyes are closed I'm singing the song and I'm like okay oh, I have to remember to open my eyes and I'm looking when I go to look out it's like yeah Kelly John and Nick are turned around looking me like straight in my face like it's like crazy oh. I was like I was like, oh, okay, I got to stay calm. I got like a minute or so to get through the song. Like I can't yeah. like, uh, can't lose it yet. And so it, so it's crazy. So, but it was a majority of the sense of just kind of knowing, I think the reason why I look so calm and look so like, um, I don't know, like content was just knowing that God brought me there. And I knew mm. that if he brought me there, like if God starts a good work, he's going to see it through to completion. So I just yep. had total confidence in knowing that the hard work and things that I put in, that's all I could show. That's all I could mm. bring. And so I was going to bring yeah. that. And if it wasn't good enough, then okay. And if it was, oh, man, then I was oh looking goodness. forward to hearing what these people had to say. And so um, it was really cool. I prayed with a couple of my friends beforehand before going out there. And it was cool just to see what the turnout. It was totally different from what I was expecting. And it was just such a blessing and to see where from that blind audition now to the finals, like that was really cool.
Oh my goodness. Just love that. We were feeling all the feels with you and probably some that you didn't even feel, but I was just imagining. <laughs> so oh, we were screaming and cheering and just so great. Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying getting to know Thunderstorm a little bit and he's got a whole lot more ahead, but I wanted to hop on real quick and tell you that if you, like me, are inspired to hear from a 24-year-old like Thunder who loves God and is so rich in character, who appreciates and respects his mom and dad, then you might be interested in my upcoming character training course. It was young people like Thunder who inspired me well before my own boys were born to really be on a mission to raise kids of character one day. Then when I had kids and they hit their tween and teenage years, I realized that character doesn't always come naturally, that I need, needed to do some training with my boys to help them embrace and develop good and godly character. Well, you might've read about this process in chapter six of Boy Mom. And since the book has been released, I've heard from countless parents who want more on this topic. They want more help and encouragement on this topic of raising kids of character. So I've spent the last few months putting together the best of what I've got from my own experience, as well as drawing from mentors and experts. And it's all gonna be packaged into an online course. I'm so excited. This course will cover foundations of character as well as character training, how to face some of the challenges along the way. I have expert interviews, packed resources, and so much more. So I'm working on the finishing touches of the course now. But if you want to be first to know when the doors open, be sure to leave your name and email address on the interest page. Just go to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. Now it's important that your name is on that list because the summer launch of the course will be limited to just a certain number of people. It's just a beta group because I want to get feedback and make any adjustments before a bigger launch in the fall. So if you're coming out of this quarantine and thinking, oh boy, do we have some character work to do in our family, you might want to get into that beta group this summer. So hurry over to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course, leave your name and email, and you will know as soon as the doors open. Alrighty, thanks so much. And now back to my conversation with Bender. Okay, so now let's just switch gears a little bit because in the middle of all this, you had something at least as exciting going on in your life. Talk to us about faith. Give us the scoop. Where did you meet your wife and how, I mean, this has been a crazy time to fall in love and get married, but can you give us that quick story too? Yeah, man. Um, meeting Faith was the most amazing thing that's ever happened. I mean, it totally tops the voice, man. Um, so yeah, how the story, how the story goes pretty much is um, Faith tells it much better than I do, which most husbands out there can probably um, resonate <laughs> with. But um, yeah, so how it goes, man, is I was touring the whole year, last year, and then yep. um, I was planning my first vacation, if you say. Um, I was going to go to Europe for the holidays, and because I got Fortress turned in the blind audition, they needed me to go back to Hawaii to shoot some B-roll or whatnot and, and some extra yep. footage and tell my story a little bit more from Hawaii. So long story short, I had to cancel my entire Europe trip. And so I went back home for the holidays instead of going there and um, to do that. But then also just to hang out with my family. We we're going through a crazy transition. And if it wasn't for that, I would have never met Faith. Mm. Her family was there on a family vacation. They were what? staying at the Sunset Beach Christian Church. Um, sorry, yep. her brother, Jez, was staying at Sunset Beach Christian Church. And my other brother, Stevan, he was visiting back on the island. So he was staying there as well. So they were roommates. And um, Jez <laughs> out a couple of times to do some hiking and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, Faith and the, the rest of the family um, came to visit. And so randomly, Stevan invited them to come down to my brother's Ron concert at Hawaiian uh -huh. Brian's. Um, okay. And I had, hadn't met Faith or anyone at this point. And so they all came there. And Ron asked me to come as a special guest before I flew out to Maui. It was like I was there for one day, 
plane and then the next morning I'm flying to Maui at like eight in the morning to do some work with the church over there. And so yeah. long story short, Ron's playing a show and Ron invites me on for a special song. And when that happens, Faith just, she saw me and she just felt like God said to her like, hey, you're going to marry this guy. No way. Um, and she, Ooh. yeah, she had no, no like inclination. Like, oh, I, I don't know this guy. I don't know anything yeah. about him. Like, what mm-hmm. is this? But she just felt it and she felt like God just said it and just made it really clear. Um, wow. And so that night um, I finished my set. We all kind of came out to meet and greet everyone. And um, anyone who knows me, I don't hang around much after shows. And so <laughs> I just went out. I, I met her because I knew Jazz, her brother, and I met everyone, shook their hands and whatnot. It was just a lot of small talk. And then I left. Um, I went away. Mm. And then but okay, talking but about giving a highlight. She made an impression. I got to hear because she is so, stunning. This is where the story. This is where the story goes. Um, so talking about bringing highlight back to moms, and so it turned out that Faith and her family, being from Australia, you know, they didn't have like a U.S. phone or whatnot, and so they had walked to the concert venue, and so they were gonna walk back to the hotel, which is like a 15-20 minute walk. But um, my mom was just like, "No, there's no way you're walking through the city at night because it can be dangerous." Like, mm-hmm. and so um, my sister prays Jesus. She called me and it's like, "Hey, this family needs a ride. Can you can you come and grab them and and take them back to the hotel?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm tired. I'm heading home. You know, mm-hmm. any, you know, 20 something year old man is going to probably respond the same way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, I just had a hard day at work. I'm right. going back home. It's almost midnight. Yeah. Sorry. And then my mom called me and she was like, hey, you you got to come down here. This family needs your help. And like, uh, it would mean a lot. And so uh, I did. I came down there and that's when um, ended up meeting Faith really more so on a serious level. We got to talk and have a really good conversation. We both didn't really feel any, anything there really at the, at the time. But after I came back from Maui, we got to spend some quality time together. And a long story short, I mean, there was one night where um, we were just, I was taking her home and she just really felt on her heart to let me know what, what God had put in her heart. And then we wow. started to have that conversation. And with only like, she only probably had four more days left on the island before going to Australia. We were just like, okay, like, this is something crazy. Neither one of us like are looking for anything like this, but we really felt like God was in the midst. And so we really had yeah. to see where this was going. And she extended her stay and we got to spend some quality time together and just kind of really seek God together. And then I mm-hmm. went back to LA to shoot the rest of the knockout and battle rounds of The Voice. And yeah. she went back to Australia. And then after that, I flew over to Australia for five weeks um, to live with her family because bringing it back to youth group, I had taught a teaching of the difference between lust and love. Um, mm-hmm. To lust is that, you know, you, you see something you want and you want everything, you're, you're obsessed with it, but it's only for a certain amount of time. And then once you have mm-hmm. it and you do whatever, then it's it's over. But to really love someone, um, God has to be in the center, but you have to spend intentional time. To really mm-hmm. love someone, you have to really know them. And so I really wanted to go and spend time with her, with her family, with her church, with her friends, wow. and just see how she lived in her daily life. And um, so I did that for five weeks in Australia. And then on the fourth week, I proposed to her. And um <laughs> Uh, we got engaged. It was it was really special. It was an amazing thing. It was the first concert we ever did together. And um, mm-hmm. it was probably the most important, best decision of my life. And um, mm-hmm. and sadly, I had to fly back to um, I had to fly back to Hawaii and fly back to some other places to finish up The Voice and to finish up things and went on tour. And then the pandemic hit. The virus hit. It was crazy. Sorry, the story is long winded, but no, it goes I a lot. No, I love it. We're, we're okay. all <laughs> hanging on to every word. Yeah, so the the virus hits and I'm on tour. I had to cancel my tour. I had to go back to Beaverton. I'm I'm staying with my brother Ron in his house. I'm sleeping on the couch, and oh. the story goes a little like I'm talking to Faith over the phone because she's dealing with this virus stuff in Australia and I'm dealing with the virus stuff here in America. And it the borders of Australia Australia are, is closing, and it looks like that there's a possibility that we won't see each other for six to seven months or even more than that. Yeah. And so um. 
I just really, I've, I've never felt it so strong in my heart, but I felt like God was just saying like, faith needs to be here with you. Mm. Like she has to be here. If you guys are not here together right now, then there's a possibility you won't see each other for a while. Yeah. And so we're, there's so many late nights of talking about it and going over it. And she had a job okay. at a time. And, um, so it turned out one night, I just, it was so strong in my heart. So I reached out and I was like, Hey, I feel like God wants you to quit your job. Um, and I'm going to book you a flight and you're going to, mm. you're going to fly over and we're going to make this work. And, um, <laughs> she was like, all right. Like, if you feel like uh, God's telling you to say that, then I'm going to yeah. do it. And so we oh did that. Goodness. She got a, she got on the last flight out of Australia. It was crazy. She was on standby. She had like 10 minutes to get from checking your bag in through mm. the, um, getting on a plane and got the last seat, uh, last plane, last seat out yeah. of Australia. And, um, <laughs> it was just crazy. She got uh, here. We got blessed with a house. We got blessed with a car. And then we just, and then we got married on Good Friday because we believed if we're living together, if we're going to be here in the same place, it's better to be married than to mm-hmm. have to struggle yeah. with the temptation. And I'm sure my mom was very happy mm-hmm. with that decision, uh, <laughs> which most mothers, if, if their sons are in this kind of situation is the best. So we got married on Good yeah. Friday and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. The best decision I've ever made. And, um, Faith is the one who really made um, the entire live process yeah. of the voice really come together and work. Oh. Where I'm sitting up there performing, what everyone sees, Faith is the one manning the cameras, um, helping me with all the set designs and making sure everything's leveled where I can cut wow. corners. She's more really thoroughly just like mm-hmm. making sure things are right. And it was such a beauty yeah. to be able to, you know, be newly married, newly knowing each other. I mean, we got married after <laughs> like three, four months of knowing each other and just having to step into something to work as a team. And um, I couldn't wow. think of a better partner. Oh my goodness. Oh, and, and she did an amazing job because the sets all looked so good. I just thought it was such a class act, so professional and so beautiful. And I love hearing that story and I just can't wait to meet her. So you got to bring her back to Hawaii so we can hang out with her. I will. I will for sure. We're thinking about it. We're trying to plan it. We're waiting to, you know, some of this virus stuff kind of dies down because like if we come, we have to spend those 14 days in isolation. Exactly. So we're trying to, we're trying to figure it out and see when we can come and just really do something really special for all of Hawaii, man, because there's a lot of supporters out there, but then a lot of friends and families that we just want to grab lunch or dinner with and just kind of talk story. And so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to have to be really guarding your time now because everyone wants to hear your story. <laughs> so <laughs> you you can send them to my podcast and they can hear it here. Well, I love hearing all of that. I could listen all day long, but you're talking to a bunch of moms. You're talking to boy moms specifically. And now that people have heard a little bit of your heart, I'm sure that there's so many moms out there that are just like, I want to raise a son like that. Like, mm. I want to raise a son who has that kind of character, who wants to honor God, who finds a wife like Faith one day, like all the things you have named. And so I've asked you to share just a few of the nuggets, big or small, that you can remember from your own childhood, from mom and dad. Can you yeah. just share a few of the things that you feel like they've passed on to help you become who you are today? Yeah, man. And I just want to say, especially to all the mothers out there, man, like, I know it can be hard sometimes, especially me as a son um, growing up as a teenager. And, you know, we get into <laughs> that age and that time where we feel like we know it all. And um, we, we act like we're not listening to what you guys have to say. But there was there's so many times I can I can remember growing up, especially when it came to singing. I mean, my mom was the one who um, got me to start singing and um, singing on a stage. I mean, I would only sing to myself in a room sometimes. And mm-hmm. she used to come down there and she would give me these these pointers on how to sing and what to do and what not to do. And I, I wasn't receptive to it like vocally mm. I would always be like no I'm not a singer I, I don't want to hear that like it's okay mm. I, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna do that like it's I'm just gonna like play instruments and whatnot and she's like okay and she would walk away and then I would put in the work and practice yeah. the things she told me and wow. um, I think that's something you'll see in a lot of teenage 
sons and uh, and boys yeah. out there. So I'm I'm just mm-hmm. please please stay strong, be patient, love them even yeah. when they uh when they're shying away from when you want to give them a kiss or hug them. And um I just remember <laughs> um my mom is um she she's done a lot. Um, she's, yeah. she has so many, my mom and my dad, they instilled so many lessons and so many life things in us that I will hold on to forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, some of the important things that my mom would always teach us was my mom and my dad, they would teach us how to receive criticism, um, mm-hmm. in this world, I think is important like to receive mm-hmm. that they were talking about. There's two ways to receive it. One is if someone criticizes you to say they don't know what they're saying, they don't, they don't, mm-hmm. um, my mom and my dad would say it different ways. And uh, the other way is to say they saw something wrong and rather not you agree with it to go and work on it um, and mm. then present it back. And I think that was one of the most important lessons that my parents taught me growing up. But then also yeah. they just taught me, my mom taught me um, like the fact that I'm important, that mm. uh, that like my self-worth is important in the sense of like how I view myself is important. She said, no one's going to respect you more than you can, more than you view yourself. She said, mm. if you think you're nothing, then the world's going to think you're nothing. If you think you're something, then you're going to be able to stand up on your own two feet and really proclaim that. And so I, I yeah. just really, I give a lot of credit to my mom just for giving me strength um, for my self-worth and whatnot, because growing up, mm-hmm. being a kid who struggled with depression and whatnot, like my mom was just really there and, and showed a lot of love. And, you know, um, I am, I'm sad to admit there was times where I wasn't the best son, but I, I've definitely grown. And like now the, me and my mom can have the best conversations and we talk about a lot of things on a lot of deep levels. And um, just, I thank her for her honesty. I thank her for her yeah. vulnerability with me I think that's important for any mom to be vulnerable with your kids mm-hmm. it really shows a, a real side because you know us growing up we we see our parents as perfect but then as we become adults we can see the little flaws here and there and so when our parents yeah. choose to be vulnerable with us and really show us where they're struggling and allow yeah. us to come alongside it really creates this really special thing so I'm thankful for my parents for doing that and mm. um that definitely an example that they set that I'm going to try to follow with my kids one day when me and Faith the parents said um to be vulnerable and just to yeah. be like an open glass, because I think when yeah. when we're able to understand what you guys are going through, then we're able to work, come alongside you and really, really work. Because any son out there wants the mom to live the best life, wants to be yeah. there for their mom. It's uh, definitely um, my mom is the reason for mostly a lot of things that I do and the reason why I do it. And I can't wait to, you know, reach this uh, level of success to where I'm able to take care of her and she won't have to worry about a thing in her life. Oh, OK. We're crying. <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> I love your heart. And that's just, uh, and I'm sure your mom has just really enjoyed cheering you on through this season, even if, you know, she, she kind of left the Hollywood LA scene behind, but it has it been fun for her to be a part of you being on The Voice? Yeah, man, I'm going to be completely honest, like, because that's who I am. My mom first was like, hey, you got to make sure this is the right idea, sure. like the right I wondered, I wondered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and anyone knows my mom, she's a straight yeah. shooter. So she's, she's yeah. not going to beat around a bush. And she was like, hey, you got to be careful because... My mom like believes that I am so much more special than I would view myself. And she would just mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know, you're you have so much to offer the world. Like and I don't yeah. want you to get lost and caught up in all this stuff. So just sure. remember. And so she really was really key and, um, and important in keeping me grounded through the whole process. But, yes, yeah, she did enjoy it. She was happy and she couldn't be more proud. She was calling up all her friends and all of her, her family members <laughs> and telling them, like, hey, my son's on the voice. You got to watch it. You got to check it out. And uh <laughs> Super, super thankful to share this experience and this journey with her and also to make her proud by seeing that, you know, that that all this stuff and all the fame that I may have acquired from the show has not changed me. And I think mm. that has probably made her the, the most proud um, mother sure. ever just because she knows that the lessons that her and my father have instilled, um, they have not gone to waste. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's that's solid. That's good stuff. And um, how about dad? What would what would 
from what you remember of him and his wisdom, how would he have uh, responded to you being on The Voice and all of your current success? Oh, man. Like, you know what? Like, it's, sometimes it's hard to, to try to figure out what, what my parents would say, like, especially when they're not yeah. here. But I would think um, my dad would have just told me, like, like he told me most things, man. If you start something, you make sure you finish it strong. You make uh, sure you stay grounded. You make sure you keep God yeah. in the center. The moment that yeah. it starts becoming just about you, like, then you, you've lost it. Like, God is giving you a mm. platform. Make sure you use that platform for the right thing. And so that's what I hope to do. I hope to mm. take from everything that, you know, all the followers that I've acquired over the, the social media thing or people who are just watching my yeah. life now. Or even, you know, the kids like in my youth group, like your kids and other people that have watched me and, you know, seen me go through the hardships that I've gone through and kind of see me rise above them and whatnot. But I hope that my journey from like from now on and from before will be a testament of just the work yeah. that God has done and, and the work. So my I think my dad would just be proud in the sense that of me staying grounded um, yeah. and loving people and in the process of remembering that that the show isn't everything. Like I was in the show, but the show wasn't everything. And yeah. the people that I met, the other contestants, um, I was able to share my story with them. I was able to love on mm-hmm. them. They were able to love on me. We prayed mm-hmm. together. We worshiped together. We talked about deep things. And that was wow. keeping the main thing, the main thing and being kingdom minded and knowing that yeah. like right now seems like a big thing, but this is just a small, small part of my chapter and a small chart part of everyone else's chapter. And so just wow. making sure that we keep God as a center and as the main thing and staying kingdom minded because that's what we have to do. Oh, that is such good stuff. I I really appreciate all of those words so much. And um, you know, as as we record this, of course, we're just kind of in a really crazy time in our world, in our country specifically. And, you know, as I, I said to you in an email leading up to this, that being in Hawaii, I, I feel like we you growing up here on the North Shore, mm. especially kind of out here in the country, um, I feel like we're surrounded by so many different races, so many different ethnicities. And I guess I've kind of felt um, distant from the issues going on on the mainland. But the more I've quieted myself and tried to tune in and and pray and listen and learn, um, I'm realizing the issues of, you know, all the racial tensions out there are very real and something that we need to take serious. So I'm I'm working with my family to educate them. And I'm just wondering now that you're in Oregon after growing up here out in the country Mm. in Hawaii, if you have anything to add to that conversation or any thoughts that how it's affected you or anything you would want to share. Yeah, man. Like, and this is always a tough topic to really speak on. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just because, you know, growing up in Hawaii, people do, you do assume in a sense that, you know, there's, there's not as much racism in Hawaii as it is in the rest of the world or the rest yeah. of this country. Um, but there is, there is racism there. And, and definitely um, me and my family have experienced um, some of it, not a lot from, you know, the police force, but um, from other places and other things. I remember um, my family when we, um, when we were looking around for houses and whatnot and people would talk to my mom over the phone. And then when they see us in person, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we can't rent to you. And we had to we had to deal with things like that and mm. different things in Hawaii. It's, it's much more silent and not um, mm. a lot less bold. But yeah. um, we definitely had to deal with our first share of things. And um, like. You know, I sad to admit, even in, in times when we first moved to Haleiwa, like we had to deal with a lot of things. Um, people sure. thought things about my family. People said things about my family. And But I remember my dad and my mom just praying every day and just and remembering in the sense of like, hey, you know what? Some people have these ideas, but it's important for us to go out and really try our best to, to change the conversation, to change mm. the mindset, to really yeah. um to see these allow these people to see that, you know, that we're not a certain way. Like yeah. what you might have heard or what you might think, like get to know us, really get to know us, spend time with us, you know, live yeah. with us, breathe with us. And you'll see that we're, we're much alike, much like you. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, to speak about, to speak on a little bit of what's going on in this world, man, it is crazy. 
Um, yeah. And I, I was talking to my wife, you know, because, you know, our kids are going to be black. Um, and it's it's crazy to think about, like, um, in the sense of like, hey, man, do I remember growing up and my parents telling me stories of things that they experienced, um, yeah. hardship that they've been through, their family's been through. Um, and then the experience that my family went through and I can't help but wonder, I'm like, man, I, I hope when my kids grow up in a world that they don't have to think about this. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool right. if like this wasn't a, this wasn't even a thing in a couple of generations. But I mean, it, then it brings the question, like, what do we have to do? What do we have to say? What do we have to talk about right. to really bring about that change? Like, because yeah. we need it now more than ever. I mean, it, it's yeah. crazy to see that the entire world is in uproar. I mean, my wife was just mm-hmm. looking at things back in Australia, like people are parading over there and, um, oh, really? and talking okay. about. Yeah, it's like because oh. you have the aboriginals, um, the original people yeah. of Australia who are, are as black as me, if not darker. And um, mm-hmm. so Australia is really protesting for them just from the hardship that they've endured. And yeah. it, it's happening. And I, I think yeah. the world is really saying enough is enough. And like, yeah, let's come together. And I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And um, yeah, I think this is a spark that will unite the the change in the world that we yeah. need. And so we just got to, you know, we got to start putting some action behind the words that we're saying. We got to start putting yeah. some, not just, you know, not just people of who are white or things like that. But I think the entire world, we need to come yeah. together. We need to. We need to see what are the problems and what needs to change and real in the social standards. Like, how can you? It's easy to talk about things, but how can you yeah. change the way some people are wired? And um, right. I don't think everyone's bad, but it's like you know, there's a very few bad bad apples that make everything mm-hmm. make the whole tree seem rotten. Sure. And so it, we definitely have to come together and just like really have these conversations and really kind of yeah. let people know that enough is enough. And so mm-hmm. yeah, okay. um, it is crazy yeah. though. You know, some of the some of the rioting and stuff like that, man. Like, I understand it understand yeah. it like I really do and you know people are fed up with the people that are crazy right. and like yeah. like it's it's getting like hey it's you know what man like what what else can you do like when yeah. your words seem to no longer be enough what else can you do to make people listen and sometimes we take drastic measures I'm I'm happy that hasn't resulted in a lot of a lot of more so like killing and whatnot but in yeah. sort of like stores and things being destroyed that can be replaced but yeah. um but yeah but it isn't the answer it isn't the answer right. I think it is a step towards um step towards but we need to also look for an answer we need to look for solutions if i learned anything from growing up in my church or growing up and learning in chess and stuff we can also we can constantly focus on the problems and not Mm. focus on the solutions so i think when that conversation really starts to shift and we start to look at the solutions that what people need to do like get to the ballot start voting um you know sign up for the things you need to sign sign petitions and talk about stuff and get together in your groups and with friends and talk about the the change that we need to see and how we're going to bring that about because instead of waiting for someone else to do it we need to we need to stand up in our own communities and make that happen mm, that is so well said thank you i i really love that appreciate that and couldn't agree more so i guess we'll just keep praying and looking and, and learning um and i think that's a big part of it for many of us is just to begin to understand what's going on and and not pretend it doesn't affect us because it, it affects all of us and future generations most importantly so thank you thunder well i i could talk to you all day but i'm sure you've got <laughs> you know plenty of other things you need to do with your time and i um know that for anyone that maybe hasn't heard about you maybe they're on a TV, social media fast this spring. I don't know. But can you tell people where they can track you down right now on social media, where they can follow you? Yeah. So if you guys want to follow me, man, you can follow me on um, you can follow me on YouTube. You can follow me on iTunes, Spotify. Um, my name is Thunderstorm Artis. RT spelled like A-R-T-I-S. You should be able to see it probably in this podcast. We'll have my name mm-hmm. as well. But yep. also you can look me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram is Thunderstorm Artis, one long word. Um, actually, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm the only guy out You're there up. named Thunderstorm, I think. <laughs> but uh, 
But on Facebook and other platforms, you find it under like Thunder Artis rather than Thunderstorm. So I look yeah. forward to hearing you guys' messages. I look forward to hearing what you guys um, have to share, especially on the on the topics that are at hand right now. It's like mm-hmm. really crazy things. So please shoot me for a message if you want to talk about it or whatnot. I am always more than welcome down to talk about things. But also just I'm um, looking forward to hearing. Hopefully this encourages some um, young adults like myself, like who are going through things and to really mm-hmm. kind of highlight the mothers and the sense of the hard work that they do that kind of goes unnoticed sometimes. And I think it's mm-hmm. so important to really see um, some mothers really do put their life on pause to really um, be the best mother that they can mm-hmm. possibly for their kids. And I think that's such a blessing and such a beautiful thing. So I just mm-hmm. want to give a huge shout out to my mom, Victoria Artis. And I just want to give a shout out to all the other moms who have been in my life, who have been there and have encouraged me and who have walked with me and who have just been a part of the part of my chapter. And that's just a beautiful thing. And you guys have installed such knowledge that I'm able to carry on and hopefully pass on to my kids and that are going to make me such a better parent. So I thank you guys, man. Love you all. Love you, Monica. Thank you for your love. Thank you for inviting me on your show. And please give my love to your sons, man. I miss them. (laughs) For sure. Well, God bless you, Thunder. And thank you so much for being with us. You take care. Aloha. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and I just hope that Thunderstorm's words were an encouragement and an inspiration to you as you continue on in the hard and beautiful work of raising up your boys, knowing that one day they too will rise up and call you blessed. So you'll find links to all the places you can find and follow Thunderstorm in the show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode number 58. And I also just want to thank you for being here to celebrate the Boy Mom Podcast one year anniversary or birthday or whatever we call it. It has grown to be what it is because of you. And I am so grateful. So please continue to share about this podcast with your friends. You can use social media, leave your rating or review as an anniversary gift to me. Thank you so much. Hey, in the next few weeks, we have some really great topics coming up here on the podcast. We have some great interviews. I'm going to bring the boys back on for more. I think you're going to be encouraged by all the things coming up so stick around all right have a wonderful rest of your week you guys and until next time aloha